Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker. I'm Ryan Deeds, and this is the podcast where we typically discuss insurance agency operations, employee engagement, and all the things that make it awesome to work with your agency from all the different perspectives. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com for putting this on for us. Today is the 28th of March, and um, you know, we are, I don't, in the beginning or the end, or uh, not the end, obviously, but maybe we're at the end of the beginning of this COVID thing. And I, I, I have a hard time thinking about insurance agency operations today. And I anticipate that there's a lot of folks out there that are in the same space. I mean, this this has been s such a different experience for all of us. And because this is a socially isolating, the solution for this is to socially isolate. I think that we have less ability to um, share um, and to offload emotion. And one of the biggest problems I think is our inability to help. I mean, I'm a data person for insurance agencies um, during my day job. And while that has some importance during a normal normal year, right, that, that's, that has some importance to help the insurance agencies figure out what they're going to do and what they're going to see. In this crisis, it, th there's very little that I feel like I can do to affect anything you know in 9-11 we were able to go out and you know we had so many people go to new york to try to help with new york and you know you could hug your friends and you could sit around and talk to people and kind of see the shock that they had and that would lessen maybe the shock that 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 we had and for this so much of what we're experiencing is coming through the screen and so i think that you know one of the things that that organizations have to recognize if organizations can figure out ways that can help their employees, because I, I mean, I think we're going to take a huge hit. We're, we're seeing uh, not, not just from a financial perspective as our companies that we work with, as our clients have either had to shut down or significantly reduce staff in locations, which then impacts our insurance agencies tremendously. Some of the, some of the things that I've, some of the people that I've talked to have told, have said, hey, look, you know, we're looking at a 20 to 30% reduction year over year from where we were last year to where we are this year. Um, and again, we just have no idea how long that's going. And I think that's one of the, you know, as you break this down and you've got a couple different components, you know, one is, and I think probably one of the most significant is we just have no idea how long this goes. Then obviously, we're going to be in the claim denial business, right? That's, that's, and because I, I, financially, 
this kind of stuff is not covered by business interruption insurance and the lack of education that our clients have traditionally wanted. I mean, and I believe that. I think for the vast majority of our clients, they don't care when everything's going well. I mean, how many times have they passed up X coverage or Y coverage? But when you think about what they feel insurance is, which is a lifeline to get them through tough times, there's never been a tougher time in their life. And now they're not covered by this thing that they've been paying for. They're angry and not just at the insurance. I mean, they're angry at so many things that they don't have control over, you know, and, and insurance becomes kind of an enemy because financially the carriers without help can't, can't resolve that. Um, they can't cover that stuff. I mean, they're talking about hundreds of billion dollars a month in losses, and I think that, you know, the stuff that I've read, and take it with a grain of salt, obviously, always, always do your own research. You know, I spend just an inordinate amount of time in the news, I think, because I can never um, trust one source or not. But I, I read on this Hartford, Hartford's getting sued by a restaurant in, uh, in California. And that article had indicated that across the globe, across America, we had about 800 billion in reserve. Well, if you're losing three or 400 billion a month or a week, trying to cover that, that goes away. And then we have uh, some significant challenges in our industry. But all those numbers don't matter because when you as the agency who's closest to the client has your client in pain and suffering and trying to figure out how they're going to... Um, provide for their employees and and this this is I, there's some personal ramifications here my my ex-wife you know she has a dental office that's closed i mean she closed it a, a week before the mandate here in tennessee was but she feels terrible because her employee you know she has a certain amount of reserve that she can pay her employees and she's doing that but she also understands that we don't know how long this is going to go. So she can't spend all of that to, to make that happen, but she wants to, you know, she feels terrible about it and the lack of control. And these are people that are typically the doers. I mean, these are the folks that are out there that have taken risks that started their own business that have gone to it. And, and in many cases, these are the bread and butter of our, of our agencies. And it just, it sucks for our, for our industry. Um, I mean, it sucks all around, you know, but when you think about the long-term ramifications from a reputation hit that we will take as the normal layperson looks at what insurance should provide and what the actual finances behind insurance, how that works, they don't understand and they're angry. And then that's directed at whoever's closest to the client which is the agent, regardless if we're saying, eh, well, the carrier is declining it. And so I think, you know, as one of the things that, that we can start to do is to figure out how our agency is going to approach that, you know, what, what is the story that we're going to tell, you know, what are things that we can do um, to help this? And in, each state may handle this differently. The Fed may come out and do different things. I mean, today is the 28th, so they passed the stimulus bill yesterday. 
Trump signed off on it. But I, that's, it seems like a, you know, from my limited perspective, from, from my limited knowledge, it seems like a drop in a bucket from what we're doing. I mean, we had unemployment numbers come out this on Tuesday or Monday, 3.2 million, I think, was the amount of unemployment uh, that, that we saw. And, you know, as people turn to a mechanism to help make them financially whole, insurance becomes a target. Our employees may become targets. You know, people that are in these, these extremely tense situations where we're worried about our health, we're worried about the, our loved ones, we're worried about our financial future, and then we're just bombarded all the time by the emotions of, of watching our country get hammered by this. I mean, it is emotionally impactful for me to drive around Nashville and see the streets just be empty a constant reminder of what we're going through and what each family individually is trying to deal with. And I think that all of our employees are probably there, you know? And so as an agency principal and as an agency person, you know, what are ways that, that we can, can fix that? I, you know, for me, I was, I was so excited, um, you know, we started doing these virtual lunches, uh, these virtual uh, happy hours uh, at my company, Assurex, and um, and it was awesome. We had 15 or 20 people on this virtual conference, and I mean, I'm a guy that works by myself all the time, anyways. You know, I, I'm on the I'm on video with with David, the, the, my buddy up in uh, Ohio, um, constantly. But during the course of the day, I may talk to four people. You know, it's, I don't see many people today. Um, and I've gotten very used to that, but I think having that, having that at that point in time, being able to commiserate and look people in the eye and, and being able to, to, to understand that, yes, you know, they're going through the same thing and, you know, no, I'm not some, some, you know, weak loser or something to, to have these emotional feelings. I mean, it's odd the things that are emo that are eliciting emotional response. It's almost like there's so much out there that we're, we're compartmentalizing that when something happens, be it something tiny, that it uh, were my, 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 if at least from, from my perspective, my emotionality uses that one moment to just release everything onto. And we are incurring a lot more emotional pain, I think, um, then we're able to offload. And this is going to go on. It's ain't ending tomorrow. You know, I'm, I, who knows how, I mean, hopefully they come up with a cure tomorrow and we're done. But, you know, if that's not the case, then how are we helping our staff offload that emotion? And what are we doing for our staff and, and, our, and, and the people that are surrounding us to be able to facilitate that? You know, I mean, our, I'm curious if, if I was an agency principal, I would wonder if the therapy hotlines were something that would, would, would help. Um, because I think there is an overwhelming sense of sadness. There's an overwhelming sense of helplessness. There's an overwhelming sense of fear, uh, for our, our own health, you know, our parents and all those that surround us. And so, you know, each one of us has our own personal situations and we probably all have parents that we're trying to look after and maybe other, other relationships. Um, but I, I, I think it's an important component. Again, we, we spoke last week about leadership and, and how leaders can facilitate the, the bringing together 
of this stuff. And now I think we have to start thinking about, you know, how do we protect our employees from, from clients that may not, that may need to have somebody to yell at and scream at. And then the employee feels some kind of way. Cause I think your employee wants to help them, you know, and wants them to be covered. I mean, that's why we're in this business. And so to, to not be able to make them whole, not be able to help them. I think that compounds with like a guilt feeling. I'm sure that the folks that are working front lines of claims right now are just, I bet it's just, it, it's terrible times. And then I think, you know, we have to be thinking about what do we have the ability to control um, as an agency and what do we have the ability to, to help in any way that we can. I mean, we're worried about our own organizations. I have a friend that told me yesterday that they were going to have to lay off about 20% of their employees and take pretty significant um, pay cuts. And he, and he has a large agency, you know, and um, obviously that adds to some fear that adds to, you know, anything that's unknown for us is a challenge. So I think that, you know, we need to be meeting more. Maybe you need to assign specific buddies, you know, if they're, as people are home and I, and I see this because I work from home all the time. So I'm very comfortable on video. I'm very comfortable, uh, you know, getting all sappy and whatnot across these lines. And I do this podcast and whatnot. And so, for my, for me, this is pretty easy. But for those that are not used to this, it's a, it's a, it's not the most organic communication mechanism. And how do we help those individuals be able to have some of that emotional shedding that needs to happen? That we need to be able to get out. And sometimes you just need to vent for for as long as it takes to be able to get all this out. I mean, yeah, the the reservoir is going to fill up tomorrow, but we have a limited capacity to be able to handle the influx of information. And as this marches across our country and we see the impact of it, we all hold on to certain things. So are there things that organizations can do to help their staff eliminate that? You know, are there, are, are you know, is, I, I, from my perspective, I'm thinking like lunches, virtual lunches, and maybe they don't have to be the group. Maybe it can be, you know, here, we're going to do a lottery internally and we're going to match uh, Sally and Bob and they're going to spend an hour eating sandwiches together on video, you know, and that's going to be uh, the deal and then tomorrow to be somebody else. I think you're going to have to get creative. You know, I think that Oftentimes, leaders need to have the appearance of control, but sometimes the appearance of control diminishes the staff's ability to be honest because they don't want to seem out of control. They don't want to seem to be weak. And today, really, we're all weak. I mean, you know, no matter who you are, I can't imagine that anybody's sitting back just being happy about this. Or, or feeling okay about this, um, you know, and, and I think that, the, that though, you know, as I segmented out, we've got the, the clients, our clients that have either had specific reductions in workforce, they're shut down, they're looking for answers. Our frontline staff is having to handle that. Our frontline staff has nebulousness about their health, all their things, their families, and all that. 
And then we have the greater, uh, you know, the constant bombardment of our society getting hammered by this. And we're having to ingest and consume that information. And, you know, if you're a leader that's sitting back and saying, hey, we've got this under control, this is all, I think that you got to figure out a way to, to get human, real, real human. And, and convey your fears and convey your concerns and convey the things that, that matter. I think, you know, in times past, the controlled, non-panicked, you know, leader that was cool under pressure and, and that was what we needed. And while I think that that's there, there, we need that for sure. You know, you want a leader that, that you can look to and say, okay, we're gonna follow. And, and that person has it under control. But if you're feeling like you are stuck and you're underwater and you're just barely holding on with emotionality and somebody else in your organization is, is talking about um, being controlled and, and be, or, or looking controlled and looking so put together, it may diminish our staff's ability to communicate with each other. And so, you know, I, I think my leader, Dean um, Hildebrandt, he, he asked a really, he, he had a really good take on uh, this, this lunch that we had, this uh, happy hour. And it was awesome because our guys were dressing up and they were, you know, and I didn't expect that, you know, I just got on there and my hair, you know, I'm having a hard time finding a haircut so place. And so my hair's getting all big and wild and crazy. And, you know, if that's the biggest problem in my face, I'm doing well. But, you know, Dean had said, what are some of the positives that we're seeing come out of this um and i thought it was a great great question and and, and it stuck with me um through this and obviously we're seeing a huge outpouring of humanity and a huge outpouring of support like when we saw the new york people clap for the first responders i was touched by that and i'm touched by everything now because i think we have we have so much emotion but i i think that strategically you have to, as a person that's responsible for the emotional and mental well-being of your staff, that there has to be a recognition and of, of your peers. I mean, if you're a staff person in there, you, you know, you're probably feeling so strange. You're not used to working remotely all the time. You know, people always look at remote and they're like, yes, remote is the best. Well, remote is the best if you have the option for remote, in my opinion. Remote is not the best if you're forced to it. There is so much of a uh, shift that you have to do if you're full-time remote because of the isolation that's there um, that, that it, it takes a while. I mean, it literally took me almost a year to get comfortable. And I had a buddy that had went through, you know, going remote full time and he was able to really, really alleviate, uh, help me understand what I was going through wasn't alone, you know? And I wasn't in some hyper emotional state. I could go to a coffee shop, you know, I could go out and see people. I could go try to have conversations with folks. Today, that's not the case. Today, it is just a constant, you know, churning of, of news and information. And, you know, yes, we, we escape through movies and we escape through different, uh, different mechanisms. But in the background, we know that it's an escape. We know that we're going to have to come back to the reality of this. We're going to have to come back to this. And I think that if this goes two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, and people are at the house, each individual 
is can can significantly impact and help other individuals by reaching out. You know, I would just say agencies, uh, people, uh, folks in agencies, agency principals. You know, reach out to folks. You know, figure out how you can get that human connection because. I guarantee you and figure out how you can elicit emotions. Can you have a cry hour where people can get on there and tell about stories that were heartwarming and maybe have a bunch of people cry, you know, because maybe that's what's needed. Maybe you, we, we need to figure out ways to be able to release some of this emotional pain that we're incurring as we watch this thing um, decimate, do what it's doing, you know, to, to the world and our country. You know, and, it, and it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to look at these streets that are so empty. You know, I mean, this is Nashville, Tennessee. This is, this is where it's all, you know, this is where music is. And for a Friday night, for it to be completely dead out there, it's just indicative of where we are. And, you know, if you're feeling alone and if you're feeling um, sad, you know, I, I think it's, you have to understand that that's, going to be a completely and totally human and, and, and true feeling. And it comes from all the things that we're having to experience. And then our feeling of hopelessness and our, or not hopelessness. Like, I, I, that's not correct. I mean, there, this, we will get through this. There's no doubt about that in my mind. What we don't know is what we're going to have to go through to get through this, right? We don't know how long this is going to be. I, I, uh, Dean said something that I felt was so, right on he said for the first time in my life i can see three years more clearly i can see the next three years more clearly than i can see the next three months and and yes i think three years from now we are in a much better place uh, from a preparedness standpoint if this happens again i, I don't think that we're going to have um, the same challenges that we will have today but for the next three months as we're trying to figure out how to react to this, I think we have to be hyper aware. We have to be hyper kind to each other. And that's what I would challenge you to be. I mean, honestly, you know, I, there's not a whole lot that we can do, but there are small things that we can do. And maybe you know somebody who's not great with technology and they're at their house and you haven't heard from them and, or maybe just a little bit. And maybe that's the person that you want to reach out to and see if you can get them on video and see if you guys can have a conversation and agencies strategically think about, you know, how are you, you know, what, what is the story that you're going to tell? How are you going to convey that in the most human way to your clients as they come seeking your help? You know, how, how are you arming your employees to be not emotionally battered by, by not being able to help their clients when they want to so badly, but th the coverage isn't there. In agencies, some days you may just need to give your staff a freaking mental break day where you say, look, you know, one day a week or two, one day every two weeks, take the day off, just, you know, three of you. I, I don't know how you do it, but there's got to, you've got to help facilitate some of this stuff getting, getting off of your staff. You know, our work is so much of a part of our lives. It's, it's so much of, of who we are in, in, in these career-minded jobs that you have the ability. If you don't feel like you have the responsibility, that, that's on you. And I, I think you're kind of a bastard if you don't feel like you have the responsibility to make your, your staff as happy as possible. But you do have the ability to enact positive change in these people's lives by affording them the opportunities to share what they're feeling and how they're feeling. And yeah, it's touchy feeling and, and it's, it's something that I would never, never want to do normally.
but today it's needed. I think that all of us are feeling isolated. We're feeling um, like there's not a lot we can do to help each other. And you as an organization and as a leader and as somebody in that organization, you can help set that path. And I think that if you do it, you'll feel better. They'll feel better. And your agency overall will, will be better, you know, but I've got nothing but love for y'all. I hope you guys have the best days you can. Um, this is the digital broker. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.